When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are potting. How about you, everybody? And aloha. Welcome to the Auburn Live Recruiting Show. I'm your host, Jeffrey Lee, Senior Recruiting Editor for Auburn Live on 3. And I'm joined, as I always am, 60% of the time by Mr. J. Head and Mr. Cole Pinkston. How about you, fellas? How about you? How about you, brother? How about you, buddy? <laughs> oh, Keith made a little stop today. Y'all see he Keith? Did. Yeah, he on did. The, uh, he did. Corner? Yeah, I talked to Neves a couple, probably about two weeks ago, man. Oh, have mercy. I'm he's telling still, you. He's still talking, ain't he? Mm, just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, got a, lot of, got a lot to talk about today. Um, I do, I kind of, I've been following everything. Just haven't been hands-on with it, but I've been following uh, all the news, the commitments. Uh, but I do, would like to do a little, quick little recap, kind of catch me up to speed. We'll do a quick little recap. We'll get to some uh, questions from the corner. But first, as I was gone, we landed a new uh, temporary, at least, sponsor. Yeah. Bird Dogs. Bird Dog Shorts, folks. If you haven't heard of these, you will now. They make you look good, son. Look at this. <laughs> Hold on. Let's get this modeling in here. Hey, look at that. Uh, uh, uh. What, 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 what? You know what I'm saying? Hey, if they'll make me look good, imagine what they'll do for your ugly ass. Hey, <laughs> I love them, man. They're really, they've got this liner on the inside, uh, bird dogs. So good stuff, man, bird dog shorts. If you're looking to, uh, got, got these khaki shorts. They're designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and the leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Uh, they do exact same thing as Lululemon, whatever that is, but they fit way better. <laughs> Lululemon chick stuff. Oh, they got some men yeah, stuff. Oh, really? Dude stuff. Look, I got a buddy that swears by Lululemon. Stuff. Are you serious? But he prefers bird dogs. Okay. It's bird dogs. Hey, I, I love I love these bird dogs. Let's check it out. I got these right here too, man. Bird dogs. Oh, that's cool. Bird what? dogs for the big dogs. If you know what I'm saying, they feel way better than regular shorts. They really do. Um, they feel great. Uh, they, uh, you know how regular shorts, those cotton shorts, made of stiff, restricting cotton? Yes. Sure. Well, they fixed this issue, man. They invented this cloud knit fabric that looks like khaki, but stretches so you can get a waistline fit. Having a sacrifice <laughs> movement. Bird dogs use anti-stink sweat. Of course, I don't need that. Uh, but it does have this liner, man. It's got a liner on the inside. It's out. It looks like John Hurt Stadium. Yeah, it does. Uh, but, yeah, we love bird dogs, man. I do. I, I am a new lover of the bird dogs. They even got me some pants, some stretch pants. They got this liner on the inside. It's great stuff, man. And, listen, we got a special promotion for all you that want to try bird dogs or if you want to get some more bird dogs, do it, man. Go to birddogs.com slash Auburn, A-U-B-U-R-N in all caps, or just enter the promo code Auburn, all caps, for a free Yeti style comp, a tumbler, uh, with your order. Man, I'm out of breath. Whew. <laughs> That's birddogs.com slash 
Auburn all caps or promo code Auburn all caps for a free Yeti style tumbler. You will not be disappointed. We promise you. Bird dogs, man. We appreciate them. Everybody give them a try. I have. And look, Jessica, I'm going to have to lock her out. She saw me in these shorts. Just calm down, big dog. Calm down. Got to do a show. All right. Appreciate you, bird dogs. Okay. Since I have been gone, Auburn has picked up a commitment from Malik Blockton. I think that was shortly after I left. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, also added Jalen Crawford. Yes. I thought some other big news that I noticed while I was gone was the decommitment of Jalen A.P. Hayward from Georgia. Yes. Who is expected to be at Big Cat. We saw DeAndre Carter confirm that he will be at Big Cat coming all the way from California. And uh, what else? Is that kind of the high points of the last eight days? Absolutely the high points. And then, of course, we're always coming up on a July 26th decision by William oh, yeah. Marcus Riddick. So a lot of news in the Auburn sphere for these last couple of days. But glad to have my more tan brother back now. A mm. little bit of a red tint, a little bit, but more tan. I got to tell you, man, me and Brooks were about as ginger as they come. White, <laughs> white, white. And we kicked that son's booty all week long, man. <laughs> we did a great job. We had the uh, SPF 50 uh, to spray, but they want you to spray it in Hawaii because of the reef. Apparently it's uh, reef unfriendly. Sure. So we just caked it on. Uh, and then, uh, all right, so Malik Blockton, I'm sure y'all talked about. I have heard y'all talk about him. Uh, Jalen Crawford, big deal, commitment there. Jalen Hayward. Uh, Cole, I saw you r- write something about him on the corner. I believe it was this morning or last night. I can't remember. I got in last night. I think I've slept for 12 hours, so I'm still a little lagged. Uh, but, but you said you, you thought UCF might – be the main competition for you for him, and uh, from the from what I I did a little checking before we came on the show, and I concur. Jalen yeah, Hayward I, likes the attention. Apparently, UCF has given him a lot of attention. Yeah, Addison Williams, Jay Head, is that mm-hmm. that's correct? A former former analyst here underneath Gus, good um, dude. Yeah, really good guy, and, and somebody that's going to be an up and comer in the coaching business. But he's done a great job there. Yeah, I think people need to remember last cycle, uh, Braden Marshall, and that's the guy that Auburn coaches would tell you that they wanted. And, uh, you know, they wouldn't mince words and say, oh, you know, we let him go. No, that's not what happened. Addison Williams and UCF did a good job with that guy, got him there. You got to remember, too, Jalen Hayward is a, is a Rockledge, Florida guy. So UCF, I think, is one of the reasons he decommitted from Georgia. Oh. I honestly believe that. Uh, now, if he's going to be at Big Cat Weekend, he's going to do, you know, he's going to take part in that. I think you know, he's obviously friends with KJ Bolden, who's going to be there, uh, and, and some other guys. I think Auburn's in this too, and that's why I say Auburn UCF battle. Miami, I think, kind of in there, but I think they prefer Zaquan Patterson. So, and they they seem to have a good shot with him. Um, so, Florida don't think they're really in it. Keith jumped on the site last night and said the same. So. Maybe Auburn UCF there. I, I I do want to talk about a couple of D linemen, man. There's been some uh, there's been some movement. Uh, a new name uh, I can't remember. I think one of us broke the news that Dimitri Nicholas, uh, mm-hmm. the South Florida defensive lineman, is coming to back Big Cat, and uh, DeAndre Carter is coming. He's the offensive lineman. I was going to talk about T.J. Lindsey though because I said on a kid, man. This is uh, we were flying from L.A. We we hit a little uh, midpoint in L.A. Let the kids get off and walk around. Uh, on the way over there, we did the halfway stop in L.A., and we got off, and I was like, maybe we'll see a movie star in the airport, right? We saw uh, 
we saw some uh, TikTok girl, CC Coco Head or something. And then we saw um, we saw uh, young biscuit and gravy. Okay. Young, young biscuit. I, I got this gravy is biscuit. Hold on. Uh, young be- young gravy. Young gravy. Is that his name? I, I am not on the TikTok. You, you know, about, you know, Eli does a lot knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Zach in the back said this young. Yeah, man. Biscuit. I'm too old for that now. Young gravy. Young gravy and cocoa melon. I don't think that was it. Anyway, anyway, so on the way back, we stopped at LAX again. Got on the phone, uh, got on the airline, and uh, sat next to this kid who had IMG shorts on. I was like, "Damn, dude, you know where you know where you here?" I, like, I camped there, but I know a lot of kids there. I was like, "Oh, really? You know, you know TJ Lindsay? Yeah, he's coming in late, but uh, yeah, I did meet him." Um, anyways, I, I I don't know, not really relevant, but TJ Lindsay, yes. Was told me before I left that he is not going to be able to make it to Big Cat. That they practiced that weekend. IMG is hard to get out of practice, um, but we think he is definitely a top defensive line target for Auburn. Cole wrote Auburn, Texas. Still some other schools involved, but Auburn, Texas. And then this Dimitri Nicholas, man. What do you know about him, Cole or Jay Head? Either one of you. I don't know much about him. Only that he's coming to Big Cat. Yeah, I, I talked on the phone with him and, and did a interview with him and. Cool. Um, you know, uh, I think he's got Florida and Miami in there, uh, the two in-state schools. He named Louisville and Pitt, I believe, were some other ones. Um, so I don't know who all's pursuing him heavily. I don't know his whole recruitment yet like, like I do with some of these guys. But I do know that he's interested in Auburn and Jeremy Garrett, and this will be his first trip to Auburn. This will be his first time meeting Jeremy Garrett in person. Um I know that Jeremy Garrett likes this guy a lot. He's a guy that's moved up the board as of late. And uh, the reason is because he's he's kind of that solid interior guy where you have a couple guys like Malik Blockton that can move around and play some different spots. This guy sort of fits in one spot. And, and you know, versatility is a big deal, but you also got to have a guy that can play nose, a guy yeah. that can play the three, you know, specifically. So this is a guy that can do that. And I think if they're trying to get three or four guys, this could be a potential you know, he could potentially land in the class for that reason. And I did some checking around myself, Cole. Uh, 100%, I'm told that Pitt is in that. Charlie Partridge, the defensive line coach for Pittsburgh, who's had a lot of success in the South Florida area, former head coach at FAU, and defensive line coach under Brett Bielema at both Wisconsin and Arkansas, um, is one of the better defensive line coaches in all of college football is pursuing this kid relatively hard. I think Florida and like Miami are in there as well, like you said. Maybe Louisville, I'm not sure. He's a kid that just transferred to Miami, Norland. Um, and like you said, he's now being coached by Junior Rosegreen. That's where Junior's at these days. And he's a guy that I would compare to a former Dillard uh, pipeline guy in Pat Sims, a guy that Jeffrey covered way nice. back in the day. Um Frames now at about 6'3", 6'4", right around 280 pounds. Definitely an interior guy, probably a one or a three tech. Um, I'm not quite sure if he's going to get big enough to play over the zero nose, but maybe in a lighter front, you're right. But somebody with a lot of a lot of really good power, some good offers. And once again, while people may not be blown away by the fact that Pitt's involved, Charlie Partridge is a fantastic defensive line coach. And if he's pursuing the kid, it's absolutely worth Auburn's time to do their due diligence there. That's for sure. 
You know, another guy who was added quietly, or I jumped on there a couple of days after probably not being on there, and I noticed his name, Duke freaking Watson. I think y'all talked a little bit oh, yeah, about that's him. Right. That's right. But how about Duke the four-star running back from Louisville that Auburn jumped in in the game, I think uh, back in June, late June, offered him and some other kid. I can't remember the other guy. Caden Durham. Yes. That's what and Duke Watson. Uh, so he's coming. Yeah. So Jeffrey, you had talked to him before you left and did a you know an interview story with him, and I noticed he said that he might visit soon. So I kind of checked back on that. So, hey man, you gonna be at Big Cat? Yes, sir. All right. That's the and, one we uh, thought. You know, of the I two. Think, yes. Right. And, and I th- and he's committed to Louisville. He's a four star guy. Um, you know, over there in Georgia, Forsyth, I believe, is where he's from. Correct. So. I mean, you'd have to think if Auburn really wanted this guy, they could yeah. probably make it happen. Uh, now, I don't know. I don't know. Something else we found out that's interesting and pertains to this, Jeffrey, is that Nate Frazier put Auburn in his top eight. I saw and that. The more I've checked into that one, the more I realize, oh, wow, Cadillac really likes this guy and, and you know, is going to work that angle the best he can. Uh, obviously, this is a guy from California, modern day, and it, Correct me if I'm wrong here. There's a couple of modern-day high schools in that area, right? Yes, there are. Is he at the same the high Santa school? Santa Ana. He's at the one with DeAndre Carter, correct? Correct. All right, so there's Portland, an angle. Nathaniel uh, Frazier. Right. So there's an angle. If you were to land DeAndre Carter, you go, hey, you know, we got your got the guy that's been paving the way for you, helped you become a five-star running back, uh, you know, Maybe Auburn could get in this one and get an official visit or something like that out of him. I don't know. All three's got him as the number one running back in the country, five-star. Yeah. 15 overall recruit, Nathaniel, Nathaniel Frazier, DeAndre Carter's teammate. Sorry, Cole, keep going. No, that's uh, that's the thing. I mean, we just don't know where Auburn is with him, but we know that Cadillac likes him, and there's an angle there that you can start working if you were to get DeAndre Carter in the boat, which if he's coming to Big Cat all the way from California, you know that's a possibility. So... um. But back to Watson, yeah, he's going to be there, and, and that's a guy that I think has moved up Cadillac's board here. And obviously they want another running back to go with Fat because Fat is sort of like, you know, I'm not going to say he's pigeonholed, but he's a, he's a power, heavy heavy runner. Yeah. You want somebody to, to uh, combat that a little bit. I'll be um, I'll be checking on Frazier, man. If Auburn's in his top eight, they're in there for a reason. He's going to visit, right? right? You would mm-hmm. think so. Um, what better time than to fly with your buddy and teammate at the end of the month, yeah, to Big Cat, we definitely be looking into that. Nathaniel Frazier, definitely a name to keep an eye on moving forward. It might be a, a, a type where you know if we can get him, obviously we're going to get him, and if we can't, we come back to Watson. Yeah. Now, how long do you wait on Frazier? I don't know. I wouldn't wait long. But yeah. feel <laughs> like you could get Watson at any time. You should be able to, right? I think so. Yeah. All things being equal, yes. Now, I don't know from an NIL standpoint what Louisville's done to there keep Watson in the class. That's the equalizer these days um, and what they're willing to pay to keep him in the class. Uh, and then what his value is to Auburn. I think all this is so new, we don't really know how – I mean, Auburn values him enough to offer him. They value him enough to bring him in for Big Cat Weekend. I assume he'll probably also be in for an official visit. So we'll probably know more as the visits continue to transpire. But – it's hard to say what what Louisville's willing to do and what Auburn's willing to do for Duke Watson at this point. Very good. I noticed, too, by the way, that Duke Watson has been working with Brad Lester, which if you keep up with Brad Lester, who isn't working with him? That dude's doing a great job. He's Alabama running backs, Auburn running backs, Tank Bigsby, 
Uh, but Duke Watson's one of his guys, too. He trained, uh, there's a big, uh, it might have been the Heisman winner of Alabama not too long ago. That's correct. Yeah, well, Najee Harris was the big. Was, was that who was? Yeah, he was training both Najee and Tank at the same time. Hmm. Brad Lester, I think I saw he was back in Auburn not too long ago. He, he was. He's and, a great guy. Jeffrey, you missed his his dad. Brad Lester's dad was at Jalen Crawford's announcement. Mr. Willie. Yes, yes. And Thank he was a very me. nice man. He set me up. Love Mr. Right. Willie. He's like, you can sit right here. I think this will be the best view for you. And uh, I'll be darned. He he's like, man, I'm a big Auburn guy. I think today's a good day, man. <laughs> it was before, so he was good. I, I enjoyed talking to him. And I got to go, Mr. Willie. Yeah, Brad went to Parkview as well, correct? I think that's where he sure went. Did. Yeah. In the same class as Jeff Francoeur, if I remember correctly, former of the well, Atlanta he was. Uh, yes. But Brad Lester, awesome dude as dad, Mr. Willie. I, I love Mr. Willie. Always been good to me. Um, let's uh, – if I, I, probably, I might think of something else that I want you all to talk to me about. Uh, in the meantime, let's hit some questions from the corner, a little QFTC. Yep. Uh, had a few – Already buzzing. Oh, Coochie! <laughs> oh, Coochie Rabbit 8908, not to be confused with Coochie Rabbit 8907. What do you think is the tier list of the remaining DB targets? Uh, okay, I think that's a great question. I have an answer for you. This was, unless it's, unless it's dated, and I mean, it's not that bad dated, but well, we know KJ Bolden. Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Who else? Zaquan Patterson and then A.P. Howard all there at the safety position. And I don't mm-hmm. – I'm sure K.J.'s number one. I mean, it, it would be logical for him to be number one on most everybody's board. Who did I, you say, K.J.? K.J., yeah. K.J. Bolden would probably be number one. I don't truly know between Zaquan Patterson and A.P. Howard who's two or if it even matters if it would be a first-in-the-boat type situation. Um, and then at the corner position, obviously, uh, Jalewis Salmon would be the next one there. Yeah. I, I think at corner, they probably, if you miss on Salmon for, for whatever the reason, you probably just go to the transfer portal at that point. At safety, I think they are bound to determine to get themselves a boundary safety in this class, and they're going to try like hell to get one of those three. Yeah. I feel good to say before, J- before Jalen Crawford, the top four overall remaining DB recruits uh solomon kj mm-hmm. bolden jalen crawford and uh zaquan patterson yes i think right. you now you've got crawford on board and i think uh patterson i mean not patterson um hayward is in there too but yes. i think he I, I think he might be a. I, I would have solomon kj and patterson as my top three overall i know they play different positions and then i'd probably have the start of the second tier with hayward okay Right that's now, right. Right no, now. I think that's fair. And, and our recruitment of him is, and, and Cole covered this, covertly we've been communicating with him. I'm, I'm sure it won't be covertly anymore. It'll be more open. Um, but no, I'm not, that, Go ahead. That you're right. You're, you're all over that. There's a lot of interest in Hayward, no doubt. So definite interest there. So I think he's rising somewhat, but I would not disagree with you with Bolden and Patterson being over him at this point. Will it be that way in the end? I honestly have no idea. I like the versatility to AP's game. And I found this out, too. This was an interesting nugget. The nickname AP is because he is, was a legendary running back in the Miami area as a youth player 
and he was referred to as Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson. Get out of town. Yes. <laughs> if you watch his high school clips, he plays a lot of running back for Rockledge. I think he was around 500 yards rushing this past year, but that's where the nickname AP comes from. A lot of versatility to his game. He lines up as a corner in the at the nickel as well as at the uh, at the field safety spot. So he's the kind of guy that you can plug into multiple different positions in your back end. Definitely. Oh, I like it. Aces full. How many commits by game one? How many commits does Auburn have right now? Eleven. Oh. So would you say fifteen yes. by game one? Yeah, fifteen to seventeen. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm with you in that range, Cole. I think it could be – last I did my my thought process on where we'd be, I think we'll be at 12 before Big Cat. I've been on record as saying that. I think post-Big Cat you're in line to get three to four more. Before September. Yes. Good stuff. Ace is full. Let's see. Oh, C-Web. What is the likelihood Auburn lands Bryce Kane, Perry Thompson, Mario Craver, and Malcolm Simmons at the wide receiver position? Cole, what is Kane, the likelihood? Not very high. I don't think so either. I, I think I think three's the limit. Almost depends. It depends on who the three is, but I think three is the limit. I think Aubrey gets Bryce Kane, and then they, if you can get Perry Thompson, and then you get Simmons. There's your three, and then if you can get Ocas down the road. On signing day, you get him, and if not, I just don't see Auburn taking both Craver and Simmons. No, I, I'm with you, and I think right now Martha, Malcolm Simmons is probably the play if you're going to move on that target. You know what I mean? But between Craver and Simmons, I think the preference right now is for Simmons um, if you're going to make that move. But I'm with you, Jaylee. I think you can take four, but it's got to be the right four, right? It's not going to be – oh. <laughs> I'm glad you were talking because I was doing the same thing. Go fill in. Quick update, real quick. Um, somehow, Clemson linebacker TJ Dudley, who is originally from Montgomery Catholic, has hit the portal at Clemson. That was a big, big Auburn target when he big was L for Auburn. Yep. When did, now is he a grad transfer? Cole, how long has he been? No, in definitely not. He was in the 22 class, I believe. Okay. Unless he graduated in a year and a half. I I don't think he did. So he's late. You don't have to sit. Yeah. Yeah, you could absolutely take him. So they can enter the port. 2022. But they are not immediately eligible to participate. They had to have to sit out here and be penalized. That is – that's that's the situation. And and that cat ain't going, you know, lower – to, I just don't think he would go to an. He's FCA. not returning home to Alabama State. I don't yeah, think so. Which and Jay Head, you you probably know the rules on this. If he goes to an FCS program, he can play, right? Yes. Anytime you go down a level, you are okay. eligible to play immediately. Now his options are limited in the state of Alabama to now just Sanford and Alabama State, with Jacksonville State moving up hmm. to the Group of Five, and they are now in Conference USA. So. He would be relatively limited if he's planning on coming back home and dropping down a level, and I don't see that necessarily happen. I'm with you. I think he's just looking for some place probably closer to home that maybe he's going to give him an opportunity to play sooner rather than later. Sure. Sure. In the back says North UNA, Alabama A&M, Alabama State, and the Bulldogs of San Francisco. Yeah, so you got a few I options sh- there, but yeah, again, I, I, I was going to correct me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, but see, we have, yes, I think Auburn takes three guys we all do, and uh, doubtful that Craver and Simmons both. But who knows? We'll see what happens, but as of now. Yeah. Uh, fan 72 how much recruiting information do editors with other schools' pages share with each other? This is a good question for the fans. <clears throat> so I, I take it as how much information are we sharing with Alabama, our Alabama people, our Georgia people, our LSU people, our A&M people? Um, Cole, you've you, – Sure. Yeah, it's a network, man, and I th- I think it's important. Uh, that's something that I've figured out in the early stages of me doing this job is you definitely should have relationships with those guys and see what they're hearing because they're talking directly to the staffs that they cover. Just like you know, we talk directly to our sources that are close to Auburn. So, yeah, you you definitely I, I think it's important to have um, relationships with those guys. I do, I I, no, I try to keep it personal. I don't want to say, hey, what's A and M stuff. And yeah, I right, certainly right. don't. I, I certainly don't say, "Hey, man, Auburn's not going to take him." You know, or any, I'm not giving away what my people are saying to me. Sure, because uh, I know where it's going, and they they understand. They, they, it's the same thing for them. I just honestly want to say, "Hey, man, how how do you feel about you know Merle Haggard?" <laughs> it's a mood tracker, right? Like you're just trying to get the feeling so you can kind of judge or determine how to pick a recruitment on your end. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're just and, tracking the mood. Like, is the vibe positive? I'm not going, like, hey, Auburn's going to take two more linebackers. They're not going to take Wyatt Simmons. So, you know, tell Arkansas coaches it's, it's a go for them. Yeah. Right. You know, right. I'm not doing that shit. No. No. Uh, and, but and yes. going to these, uh, like, Under Armour camps and stuff where you get together with all all the guys from all the other sites, you know, you, you start to get close with everybody, and that's where it starts. And then it becomes more of a relationship where you do go, hey, you know, uh, I heard Texas is making a move on Malik yeah. Lockman. Yeah. You know? What are and you then, hearing on Malik? What are you hearing on TJ Lindsay? Sure, I, I'm 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 hearing people close to him. There you go. I'm hearing people close to him think Texas is making a move. Okay, cool, good to know. Yeah, I was gonna say straight into a uh, Matt underscore McT. What's all this new buzz with Lindsay about? Cole, um, Auburn wants him, and Auburn has a great chance with him. I think uh, a growing chance. I would say. I don't know if I want to say great yet. Because no. I, I don't – if I felt great about it, I would have a pick in right now. And I just – you got to ready to do that. 50-50? If I was running your hot board, Jeffrey, yeah. and I did a percentage, I would probably go um, maybe slight edge Auburn right now, 55. Okay. Okay. That's but what I was I think thinking. It's, I think it's fluid, though. Sure. I really do. I don't I don't know what he's thinking. I've talked to him recently. You know, he, he told me on the phone, hey, I will be at Big Cat. And then he told you, well, I got the scheduling conflict. And did he tell me that after he told you that? that yeah, 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 he did. That's right. It was. And I think so, I quoted him on the corner because I wanted to be precise. Um, yeah, I think you did. I I was, but I have practice on those days. That's it. That's it. So he's he's a guy that I think is trying to get acclimated to his new schedule over there at IMG Academy. They're going to start – I'm sure they start their, you know, fall camp, so to speak, a little bit earlier than maybe some other high schools. I don't know if they have all the regulations that some of these other high schools have. So he's probably getting acclimated to that. But I think he's told me before or told us, maybe in person, hey, you know, I kind of want to get this done before my senior season. Right. It seems like he's making a push to do that. So if that were the case, I think sooner the better for Auburn. Yeah, I, I can see that. Because if it draws out, then obviously it gives more cracks to the apple to A&M, to Miami to get back into it. Yeah. It also allows Texas to uh, continue their pursuit. So I'm with you, Cole. The sooner they get this done, the better they are for T.J. Lindsey for sure. T.J. Lindsey, 
Dimitri Nicholas, Malik Blockton, is that a pretty solid front? It is. It's solid, but it's not – you don't have a lot of versatility. Oh. You need one more guy there, I think, to help get you some versatility, maybe a five technique, right? Well, and I think think TJ can be a five, so I think there's some versatility there, but I would prefer – I don't think the impact players there. I think every one of those guys, to me – are more developmental. They're not sure. guys who are coming. They're going to come in day one and create that. Instant. They're not Deron Reed. Right. They're not Geldrick Fault. Not in my opinion. Not at this point. Now, sure. in the end, could they be as good? Sure, they could develop into that. They've got those. They've got those kind of skill sets. But to me, you need to land an L.J. McRae or you need to land a Camarian Franklin in this class. Mm-hmm. And that's why we've listed the numbers at three to four on the defensive line. Can you get these three and lock them in so that you feel good about developmental pieces for your future? And can you get that instant impact guy? Can you get that star power? And I think that's what Auburn's going to do. They're going to swing for the fence if they can lock in those other three. Yeah. Uh, Robert L. One has a good question here. Uh, a lot of offensive line targets have come off the board. Unfortunately for Auburn, they have gone elsewhere. Lots. Now, Jamison Riggs is still on the board. Yes. DeAndre Carter is still on the board. Yes. Reese Baker is still on the board. Yes. Uh, so let's throw those to the side for Mr. Robert Dale here. Which offensive line targets committed elsewhere will Auburn invest significant time and resources in two throughout the season in an effort to flip? I, I think Preston Ta- Tamua. Okay. Yeah. That's the first one that comes to my mind. Even though he is a fresh commitment to Nebraska, I just don't see Auburn giving up on him. Did he commit? I must have been gone. He committed at like 1 in the morning, which was <laughs> your time while you were in Hawaii. <laughs> oh, it was not a, so. I don't know. I put in. I was one of the last thing I, I I did before I left was put in a prediction yeah. for him to Nebraska because I was going to see him. I was yeah. going to write that shit off, dude. I was going to write yeah. to see him <laughs> yeah. in Honolulu, and uh, <clears throat> someone close to him was like, ah, "I don't think so. Don't yeah. waste your time." Okay, cool. But, okay, so he did commit. Yep. Yes. Okay, so so you think Auburn continues to push because they were right there with they Nebraska. Were. They were. Might be tough. There's that personal relationship there with the offensive line coach there at Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Uh, but continue to invest in him. Continue to invest in – are you investing in Khalil House? Mm. I think you're keeping it warm. I don't know that you're investing. Let's put that way. I think you're probably going to keep the line of communication open. Just sure. see if he wants to visit maybe in the season and realizes that California is a hell of a long way. Yeah, Georgia. You know what I mean? And maybe Auburn has a spot available for him. Maybe they don't. That's exactly right. You know, it's a dangerous game as far as that's concerned. But I think they'll keep the line of communication. But investing, I don't know that it'll be any more than a text a week. I'm going to be honest with you. That's exactly what I was thinking. To me, keeping warm is a text a week. Yeah. Hey, man, how you doing? If you want to come, let me know. Got a bunch of games here at home. If you want to come over, great. If not, understand. Uh, but Casey Poe is a guy I, you sh- I, I'm not. I'm not investing a lot in. Not me either. You had your shot with him. Yeah, and I feel the same way about Caleb Holmes. Maybe you guys feel differently on that one. Maybe you double back there. I'm not sure. Wow. I think I think that one's. I think that one's gone too. I'd be surprised if Auburn doubled back on him personally. Caleb. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that one. I could be wrong. I mean, look, anything can happen from now until December, but I, I don't think he's 
He's one of the lower ones to me, and one of the higher ones would be Talmua. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely believe they're going to stay on Talmua. Um, I think you're going to probably see some movement on some unnamed offensive linemen here before too much longer. I mean, the board has to expand, right? Yeah. You got we, We've discussed three uncommitted targets right now that we know of. Now, there could be others, but three uncommitted that we know of. Um, I'm sure they're going to unearth somebody here before too much longer, but you still got your number one offensive line target on the entire board still there in swing lineman DeAndre Carter. Yeah. He's the guy. DeAndre Carter, Jamison Riggs, Reese Baker would be a nice little start to the O-line. That would be great. That would be yeah. very good. If you could get those, because I think the number from the high school ranks is four. Would you guys agree? I think that's what they would like to take is four to replace the four graduating seniors. Sure. Yeah. Theoretically, that's how Kevin uh, Steele does his. Right. And then you would augment through the transfer portal from any other attrition and or impact players that you want to procure. Good stuff. That's a good question there, Robert Dale. Hey, AF Auburn, outside of Ryan Williams, the five-star wide receiver from Saraland? Yeah. Who, in your opinion, are guys in the 2025 class that would be takes if they wanted to commit to Auburn? Well, let's just throw them out as we can think of them. I would say J.J. Falk. I would say from Charles Henderson. Oh, yeah. Zion Patterson. Grady. That's what I said. Zion. Yeah. Let me pull up. Let me pull up AF because this, yeah, this is a, I'm doing that too. Good question. Good question. Well, I, I think just starting in the state of Alabama, you got yeah. Naeem offered. How about CJ Brady? Alvin Henderson. CJ May. I'm. You know. I'm. I don't know. I don't know on that okay. one yet. Okay. Naeem offered. Did you say him? Naeem offered. Definitely Micah Dubose. He's committed to Georgia, but yeah, definitely him. Zayden Walker. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, who's the quarterback from Loosedale? Okay, with uh, Cunningham, I'm going through some Deuce, of these wide receivers. Deuce Knight. Deuce Knight, who is not coming to Big <laughs> Cat, by the way. Zach was yeah. quick on that one. He loves Deuce Knight. Yeah, well, he does love Deuce. He's not coming, Zach. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. He's not coming to, he's not coming to Big Cat. <laughs> what? what? like <laughs> Tamper those expectations, big dog. No, no, no. I, I just happened – I had sent him a, a, a message about a week or two ago, and he finally got back to me. I think it was last night. He's like, no, I'm not coming. I was like, all right, cool. So, Grady, we talked about him. Eric I'm Winters. Those, that's a guy. I was about to Eric say Winters. I, I've heard some positive buzz there that Auburn likes that kid. So Anquan Pegans. He's, he's listed as a safety, but I think he's oh, on Auburn. Oh, i tell you what. Florida. How about Micah DuBose? Mike yes. Debo's the big offensive lineman committed to Georgia. I'm not going to – is he on the big cat list? He's not. I bet you he will be. He might be. Ooh. Or is, it, is he a uh, Viger? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Number 24 overall recruit, according to On3, committed to Georgia. Mike Debo's, not Dubo's, but Debo's from Viger. Uh, probably need to check in with him. Jordan Crawford. Jordan Crawford, another guy I expect Parker. to see at big cat. Yes, Boy, they got some studs in here. Yeah, yeah. The right, let's go three. I'll give you three. I'll give you three more. We said Alvin Henderson, um, Jared Smith. It's another guy from Spain yeah. Park. Yes. Maybe Derek Smith from Southside Selma. There yeah, you go. Definitely. Oh, Kendarius Riddick. You know? Oh yeah. From Riddick. Thomas. I'm sorry, Riddick. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Hold on. Let me see. That was Georgia. That was the wrong thing. 
Tavion Wallace, that's one for sure. Yeah. I know he's high on the linebacker board. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to stay for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Alvin Henderson, Eric Winters, J.J. Falk. Antonio Coleman is probably uh, is a possibility. I'm just saying that he's a top 15 guy in state. Yeah. I'm over in uh, Georgia. Ethan Barbour, that's the guy. Josh Petty, that's the guy that visited. They like a lot. Justice Terry, who's committed to Georgia. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of guys they would take right now, I think. But <clears throat> Oh, yeah, there are hundreds. We just Those are some of the guys we could think of. Sure. And you're talking about – so let's kind of talk about this real quick. Jalen Mosley, Zach, in the back says. Yeah. When you're recruiting juniors, your board is about 200 prospects, right? Like it is massive. And you're trying to whittle it down to about 60 guys by the time you're moving into that next class that you're kind of picking from and then adding to as you go along. But you're trying to shrink the board considerably. And what Auburn's able to do right now is as they add commitments, they're shrinking that board even more. So you're only worried about a handful by the time you get into the season. Right. Oh, let's see. C-Rob90's recruiting question for the recruiting show is, Brian Batty (laughs) – I'm just messing with (laughs) C-Rob. Is Brian Batty Batty, I believe that's the correct way uh, Hawaiians pronounce it, expected back for the start of fall camp? He – what's his injury? As per turf toe. Oh. As per Hugh Freeze yesterday, and I think Mm -hmm. Justin covered this, Hugh says that he's going to have to gut it out, but yes, he expects him to be ready to go. Rub some dirt on it and get back in there, big dog. Yeah. Pretty much. Carnell's, Carnell is an Escalade. Wants to know what will it take for Big Cat Weekend to be considered a success? It's a good question. Obviously, getting the big dogs on campus is success in itself, but we're we're sick of that, right? We want some big dogs visiting. The hell they visited under Harson. But if there aren't any commitments, is that a failure? Absolutely. In my opinion, I don't think there's going to be. I, Listen, you strategically make sure that you leave here with at least one commitment. But yeah. uh so so what so in your eyes, in both of your eyes, a successful big cat is what? Cole, I'll, I'll let you go first, man. Well we had a caller ask the same thing Sunday night, Jeffrey, and I said, Well, I know what Jeffrey would say. You gotta have a commitment. Mm. Right? Is that wrong or is that right? Hell no. That's right. <laughs> like I said, I mean, Harson got them to visit. I don't care about them visiting. It don't matter. Sure, you going It's nice to have them visit, but yeah. And, and Jayhead, you made the point that night. You know, Big Cat Weekend has almost consistently provided a commitment yes. for the last few years. Uh, even last year, there were two. Amon Lane was one of them, um, and Damari Austin the year before. So. You know, yeah, you got to have one or two, maybe multiple, is is what I'm. I, I completely agree. Two or more. Yeah, I think for me, yes, a commitment that goes without saying. 
you have to produce one of those. But I think buzz. buzz. That's what Big Cat has to produce for me for it to be considered a success. Buzz that will put Auburn in relevancy yeah. with some of these other schools that they compete against. Put us in the news cycle where people are talking about Auburn. Make it to where we're at the tip of their tongue. Do you remember how electric that first Big Cat was, mm. Jeff, and the mm. message that it sent to all the other schools that we were recruiting against? That's what you want to get out of this Big Cat for it to be a success. You want Hugh Freeze to put his mark on it, put his stamp on it, and for when guys to come out of this. Now, if you get one of those big dogs to commit, that automatic, that absolutely creates buzz. But it's what these kids saying out of coming out of this visit that's going to really kind of determine to me, other than the commitment, how they talk about Auburn is going to be as important as who visits. And – See, last year, Cole, you said there were two commitments. For me, when I say two or more, I'm talking about 2024 guys. Last year, it was a 2024 guy in the 2023 class. Who was the other commitment? It was our quarterback. Adrian. They had had two underclassmen commit and nothing more, and it was a complete failure, in my opinion, because of that. There was no buzz, at least positive. Uh, There's a lot of negative buzz coming out of there. You picked up two commitments, but they were underclassmen. And I feel like this successful, the success rides on whether or not Auburn can get two or more commitments. Because I think that's what creates the buzz, Jay. Because Jay is right. Generally speaking, you got to create positive buzz, momentum. This is it right now for the next six weeks. This is it. You get one shot in July. Yes. One shot. You got five days or whatever. I think it might be six, but anyway, five days or whatever until the start of the season. You got to take advantage of it. And I'll tell you one other thing. Can you get some silence that you can put in your pocket that you can strategically stage out? Oh, yeah, I love it. Can you get that accomplished? Because to me, and we won't know that coming directly out of Big Cat, but as you see the month of August play out, you'll know, okay? And those of us that have followed recruiting for long enough or those that cover it, they know when there's been a silent and they've pocketed that bad boy and they're ready to break it out. Uh, Roswell Howe, we were just talking about this guy. Any buzz with the 2025 recruit, Antonio Coleman? He plans to commit in early August. Are we, Auburn, in this thing? I don't know. I haven't heard a thing. I don't even know. Is that AC's son? I I don't think there's a relation. Okay. I could be wrong about that. He goes to Sarah Land, correct? He's a Sarah Land guy. And Antonio coaches it. Williamson. Williamson. He's the head coach there now, correct? So you would think his son would play for him. Unless he lives with a mom right. or a grandma. Yeah, or you, you never know. You never know. But I, I've, I've actually talked to him one time, and it was just to see if he's going to be a big cat, and he's not. Or he, at least he said that about two weeks ago. So I I just don't – if he's if he's committing in August, I would say it's probably not Auburn. Yeah, I, I would favor Alabama at this point. Who are the two Auburn commits that fans should be more thankful for but may be underrated for whatever the reason? All right. Uh, Kinsley Falson's the first one that comes to my mind. I knew you were going to say him. Uh, and I agree. Yeah, well, we I both agree. Look at his tape. My goodness. That guy had seven interceptions last year as a junior, and there's a reason for it. He's, he's really good. Uh, I think that's important. And uh, the other one for me is DJ Barber. Okay. Oh, yeah. 
I can see that for sure with the importance of the linebacker position in this class. Yep. Hmm. More thankful for. I like the barber. I'm going to go Fat Burnett because who are your options at running back beyond him other than Duke Watson? If you don't get fat when you got him, obviously Kevin Riley has since committed to Miami. We're not truly in it with the other running back um, from Mississippi. I'm trying to think of his name. Daniel Hill eliminated Auburn while I was gone. Correct. Daniel Hill eliminated Auburn from consideration. If you don't have fat, how do you feel about your running back room right now? Hmm. That's a good point. So I think from that standpoint, there's a lot of value in making sure that we got his commitment when we got it. You know, I think he is a little bit underappreciated, Jay Head, Fat Burnett, because he got I probably – Underappreciate him. Yeah. Well, he he. A lot of people wanted to see him because, you know, I, I remember I sat down. I was like, all right, I'm I'm ready to see what this guy's capable of and get to watch a full game of him um, when they played at Jordan Hare last year, uh, Andalusia in the playoffs or state championship, <laughs> and he was not unavailable to go. So a lot of people were like, well, dang, you know, that was my chance to see him. You haven't really gotten that chance now, so everybody's like, all right, well, I still got to see something from him. And that's just how it goes. It's, it's unfortunate for him because he was hurt. He wasn't able to go. But until, you know, you see some more from him, it's hard to say, like, he's one of the top guys in the class. Right. And to me, it's not so – I mean, obviously, I, th- I think highly of his skill set. I, th- I do believe he's a banger. He's a power back. Yes. Um, he's a guy that's going to give you a solid 15-yard. He's going to get that 15-yard run. He may not get a 40-yarder, that explosive run, but he's going to get a solid 15 to 20. Right. Um. But it's the value because of the ambiguity on the running back board beyond him. That, to me, with the uncertainty that you have, how important is it to have a guy that's a blue-chip prospect in your class? Regardless of where he's ranked right now, he's still a blue-chip. How important is that for you? And to me, it's it's vastly important not knowing who the options would be behind him. Fruby Sips is recruiting question for the recruiting show. I can't do that with a straight face anymore. No, you can't. If uh, Jarquez Hunter is not available, who Hugh Freeze can't comment, so we don't really know the situation with Jarquez Hunter. If he's not able to go for the first few games, Jay Head, how do you see the running back rotation shaking out? I think it's going to be Demari Alston. Mm. Um, I think he's going to be the lead dog. Obviously, Brian Batie is going to get some snaps. How effective is he coming off that turf toe injury? Which means it opens the door to a guy, you know, from the uh, from the from the Hewitt Trustville area, I think it opens. I think it opens the door for Sean Jackson to get some legitimate carries in a game. Forty four, baby. Because how you know how ready is the freshman going to be? He's talented. He may have the best skill set of skill set of anybody in that room, but is he going to be ready to go on day one? Cornell Williams is probably the best, one of the best running backs. I mean, number two on my list in Auburn history. And he struggled a little bit early on as a freshman. It wasn't until that Georgia game that he really kind of came into yeah. his own. So in that early going, I, I think you're going to see a lot of Sean Jackson and you're going to see a lot of Kamari uh, Austin. I, I really do. I think ideally those are your two backs the first three quarters, maybe two and a half. Yep. And, and you better be up 35 to three by that point. Correct. Right. Then you don't know what Starquez is moving forward, so you don't want to kill them. Sure. I'm putting in I'm putting in Batie, I'm putting in Jeremiah Cobb, play those last seventeen minutes of the game. Yeah. Give them a little taste. Right. A little kiss. A <laughs> little lick on there. 
<laughs> OJ Minor NC. All right. If we miss out on Carter, DeAndre Carter, who jumps to the top of the O line, who who jumps to the top of the O line board? Any new names surfacing on that O line list that we may not be too familiar with? Jay, had you talked about this earlier? Not that I feel comfortable saying right now or know for certain. I, I, I will go that direction. I do believe, I firmly believe there are some names that are circulating behind the scenes that probably will become apparent sooner rather than later. But there's nobody that I feel 100% confident in. Yes, absolutely, this is a guy that we should pivot to or or look at right now. I, but I do believe they're going to unearth some of those names here relatively soon. And my guess is you and Cole will be the ones to break that. I tell you, man, would you feel better about an offensive lineman if he's committed to Georgia Tech or – you know, somewhere other than a guy who is not committed and has offers from JSU and Western Kentucky? Absolutely you would. Yeah, yeah. You would much prefer to flip a guy that's mm-hmm. from a program that's not necessarily – I mean, look, if you can flip one from the same tier as Auburn. Right. Yeah, right. Right. But if you're flipping one from a Georgia Tech or a Mississippi State or somebody of that ilk, you feel a lot better than a guy that's got offers from Troy and, you know – South Florida and whoever else. You know what I mean? I think it becomes poaching season if if you miss out on that guy uh, instead of, you know, under the radar Reese, Reese Baker type offer list. Right. I, I think Reese Baker is that guy, the under yeah. the radar that they highly value. I don't know who else beyond him is there, but I'm with you. I think it goes into flip, flip mode similar to what they did this past year with, okay, we're going to go throughout this year. We're going to constantly, consistently recruit these guys, and we're going to get their ass in the class by December. We're going to get them on campus when the season ends, and we're going to show them why, why we're still offered. I, I think, too, that there's a, a pretty good understanding, and has been for a while, that they were going to have to hit the portal again after this season for offensive line. And part of that is because of numbers. The other part is because of what we've talked about several times, not being a vast majority of, of big-time offensive linemen in this mm-hmm. class. Oh, yeah. Uh, the other thing is when things get resolved and we're coming to the end of, well, you know, I put air quotes around that, end of these recruitments with DeMarcus Riddick, Perry Thompson, K.J. Bolden. Depending on what happens with those guys, then you can refocus your NIL. You get back on some of these offensive linemen that committed elsewhere that you weren't able to swing at the time. I think you're going to see a big change in offensive line recruiting because those are probably the top three guys on the board overall right now. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree. Uh, oh, Zach and back said, against UMass, uh, say we let Jay Lee get 20% of the carries and Cole get another 20%. You know what my carry would be? I would be that flea flicker. You know, I'd get the hand off and turn around and flick it back. <laughs> Bro, the only thing I'm curious is that free hot dog they hand y'all guys out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, halftime snack. <laughs> free Gatorade. Right back to my seat. <laughs> uh, all right, Cliff Dweller. This is uh, uh latest percentage on Riddick and Thompson, DeMarcus Riddick and uh, Perry Thompson, trending up, down, or the same. Spill it. Spill it. Mm. Um, I, uh. I'm at 50 this week, same as always, 50-50. I wouldn't be – I'm just going to tell you, I, I know what I hear. Yeah. I know what everybody else is hearing. Yeah. I've seen it. Well, I've seen whatever else has seen. 
I still don't feel comfortable going any higher than 50-50. I would not be surprised to see both of them commit to Auburn. I wouldn't be surprised to see both of them. I will have stories ready for both of them to commit to Auburn. I also wouldn't be surprised if they stuck with Alabama or, or, or flipped Alabama. If both of them yeah. ended up at Alabama, I wouldn't be surprised. If both of them ended up at Auburn, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm 50-50. There you go. I, I think that's as fair as you can be, Jeffrey. And, look, there's some optimism from the Alabama side. I saw Andrew, uh, Andrew Bones report yesterday where they expect both players to visit Alabama next week. That's right. That's what yeah. I said. People were like, oh, Perry Thompson's coming to Auburn. On, uh, July, well, where's he going to be on the 28th? Where's he going to be on the 27th? So I don't think that's the end-all be-all. Right. Now, their expectation is that they visit. Do they visit? Exactly. That's that, to me, watching next week, and if they visit, that will tell the tape. Because if, they, if, if DeMarcus Riddick doesn't visit before he commits on that Thursday, then I'm feeling a lot better about Auburn's chances. Yeah. If, especially with him already saying, I'm coming to Big Cat. If Perry Thompson doesn't visit Alabama this next week, I'm feeling a lot better about Auburn's chances. But right now they expect him to. So I think we just – you can't go any higher than 50-50 knowing that that's in the hopper. I like it. I like it. Fair question, though. Jack O'Lantern, 11. Y'all think we land any commits that haven't that haven't announced a commitment date yet during Big Cat Weekend? So nobody's – like Perry Thompson hasn't announced a commitment date, to my knowledge. Has he? Okay. So those are the kind I think Jacko's talking about. Yeah, he indicated that he would make a final decision sometime before his senior season. Yeah, I, I think that's what Perry's on record is saying. Yes. Surprise? I mean, sure. here, I'll, I'll use an old Keith Niebuhr line. Surprise means it would be a surprise to us too, right? <laughs> in, the, yes. in other words, um, I don't know how to tell no, you. No, I see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How would we know? It's a surprise. I don't know. Uh I think there's a – I'll put it this way. I think there's a possibility for multiple commits at Big Cat. And and some of those that you might put on commit watch haven't said, I'm making my announcement Correct. on August the 1st. I can think of a couple that have not made a, a declaration of when they're going to do it. So, yes, Jacko, I think we're all on in, in the same – nobody has said, I'm announcing my commitment on July, on July 29th no. or July the 30th or the 31st that we're aware of. So – if any of these guys, and we'll have more leading up to that, potential commits, commit watch, um, some of those guys will not have commitment dates set. No. Matter of fact, only one I can think of is uh, DeMarcus Riddick. Yeah. Yep. He is the only one with an announced decision date because his isn't necessarily, I mean, he could recommit to Georgia and it wouldn't technically be a commitment. Yeah. So I guess he's calling it a decision, a la LeBron James. Ah. <laughs> 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 I mean, don't get me wrong. He's a top ten overall player. Don't get me wrong. No. Top fifteen. I I think he's a top five overall player. I, I I'll, I'll put LeBron in my top five. Okay. I, I I'll, I'll allow it. Okay. But yeah. probably number five for me. Okay. I, relu- I reluctantly put him in my top five. I'll, I'll go with four or five. I, I'll let you have that. Don't even start coming with one or two. Get out of here, dude. No, no, MJ's always going to be one. Kobe's always going to be two. Kobe's two. Magic and Bird are going to be three, four, and LeBron's going to be five. That's almost my exact top five there, Jay. And the corner, jump up in my mentions this week. It's the last time we talked about this. Y'all said I didn't know anything about basketball past 1995. So go ahead. (laughs) He's still not in my top five. 
Who? LeBron James. I mean, LeBron James is my top five, but he's number five. Five. He's not number one. He's not the GOAT. Never will be. Not even. I mean, I guess he's five. (laughs) (laughs) We got a millennial jumping in here. (laughs) You can go ahead and clip that and put it on. All the haters in here. You might be a Z. Are you a Z? No, he's a... Yeah, I think he is Z, actually. 1996, great. Oh, he's a millennial, I think. I'm not even going to try to do the math on that, man. I don't even know. What, <laughs> oh, I graduated in 94, which doesn't help the math at all. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea how long I've been graduated. 94, yeah, uh, 24 would be 30 years. So 20, yeah, uh, 30 and 24, so it's been 29 minus the two. 27. You're 27, or you'll be 27. If you graduated in 94, that would be 29 years because that is how old I am. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. For those so what are, you, are you, what are you? Yeah. I was born in 94. Are you, uh, so, are you, are you of the man bun generation? Uh, that's Gen Z, right? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it's like a, a great thing to be a millennial, a millennial either, but I think that's what I am. Oh, I uh, think Jessica is. I think, really, I think you're too young, Cole. Yeah. A rare Benjamin Wolk comment with the let's, man coming in. Let, let's settle this. <laughs> what generation is uh, born? 94, 96. I got this. All right, millennials, 1981 to 1996. Oh, so that, I am a millennial then. Zach makes the cut. All right, and then Gen Z yeah. would be after that. I'm Gen guessing. X, big dog. Mm. Yeah, that guy's December. I was born in December too. He just he just made it, didn't he? <laughs> oh, you know I was December thirty first. Really? Mm-hmm. At six thirty nine. Yep. You Everybody celebrates my birthday. Yeah, you're right. But that means nobody celebrates my birthday. Yeah. People, everybody's got got their own plans on my birthday. It's like, hey, they lump it all together. Birthday, Christmas, New Year. Here you go, Jeffrey. Here's a present for all that. I walk around (laughs) on New Year's going, thanks for noticing me. (laughs) My mama's the only one who wished me a happy birthday. (laughs) Happy New Year to you too, sir. That's a a pretty good Eeyore. I'm not going to lie. I've had a lot of practice. I can only imagine. I bet Brooks got a lot of stories in that voice. <laughs> oh, all right. Let's let's get some how about you and wrap it up. Uh, I've got four. Okay. That I will wait on. If, if y'all have any, I got three. Ooh. Stats don't matter. Okay. Good week from him, Eli Doublelot. Okay. Good week for Eli. And then uh, how about you? One more time for Jeffrey and Jessica. Back to Hawaii, newlywed, with a tan, and some nice bird dog shorts. Oh! (laughs) How about you? Much obliged to you. Mm. All right, I got, I got, uh, I got three. Okay, no. BBP. BBP, great poster there. BDYE. Be Got the uh, you know the initial people, and then uh, old old Donald Mitchell. Hey, old Donnie. Yeah. Hell of a poster. 
And go ahead and Tom's to me for Jeffrey Lee there. Oh, there you go. Copycat. He just said it because you did, Jay. Mm-hmm. Well, he did it last week, so I had to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I got you. How about you to Deb for AU? Who said before I left? Well, how'd you get her to marry you? I don't know what the <laughs> hell's going on right here. How'd you do that, Jeffrey Lee? <laughs> Deb. Deb jealous. You jealous. I'll put you on the on deck circle, Deb, if Jessica decides to transfer her out. <laughs> Jumps in the marriage portal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about you, the Weagle 06, who has uh, self-proclaimed himself the senior snack analyst of the corner? No, oh, I like this honorary title. We need to know this man or woman. Yeah. What snacks are you? What snacks do you like? Yeah, what are we talking about here? Are you a fruit guy? Because mm. I did have some good pineapple. I bet you did while you were eating a little mango action while you Ooh, were down. Yeah, I learned how to oh, pick. Yeah. I bet. Learn how to, I tell you what, you ever drank a Mai Tai? Yes. Hell no, yeah. I have not. Dude, that was my first time. Oh, no. Now, they were $16. Oh, they weren't that good. Yeah, I was going to say. Well, I guess they had to be because I ordered about three or four more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about you to BM Harp? Yeah. Who, uh, you know, Keith made his reappearance. Yes, he did. And he was like, he said, hey, baby, wake up. Keith's back. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. He's, he's consistently funny. He, he's yeah, like, he's he back is. Look at I lost it. That's good stuff. How about you to Zach in the back? Yes. Yeah. How about you to Zach in the back for coming to the front and holding it down like a champ? You did a fantastic job, big dog, big millennial dog. Speaking of dogs, don't forget your bird dogs, man. Don't don't forget. I'm telling you, dude. I've always these are really good bird dogs, man. Look at that. Go check it out. Birddogs.com/caps all caps Auburn. Use that promo code. Get you a free Yeti tumbler, big dog. Now this is a Yeti style tumbler. Mm. I don't know if that's like the great value Yeti. Could be. But hey, either way, dude, it's free. In my house, there was no differential when I was growing up, brother. I thought great value was the best thing. Great value sure. and best yet, best things you can have, man. My Absolutely. great value was better than your good value. There you go. <laughs> uh, great show, man. Thank you all for everything. I appreciate all the uh, the congratulations, the doubts that you all had about me being able to secure this five-star. But uh, I am the recruiter of the year, <laughs> self-proclaimed, just like Wiggle 06. <laughs> And uh, my my wedding band did uh, break though. Ooh, you have to get one of those rubber ones, dude. I do, I do. I have one. I have one. Okay. But listen, me and Jessica were on uh, Maya. What's it called? Maui. Yeah. And we walked over to this uh, this crafts show, yeah. and they had the most beautiful wedding bands for men, and it was um, coal wood tungsten with coal wood, and it was the mountains, and this was representing the sea. It was beautiful, man. So I was like, man, I always got those rubber ones. You know, I don't give a shit about the rubber. I, I swear, I don't care, right? I don't care if it's fancy or not. But it was, like, beautiful. And so uh bought it. She bought it for me. It's tungsten. Hey. I air for you, Cole. Because two days later, somebody's broke. <laughs> <laughs> we got had, dude. We got had. hundred bucks for that thing. hundred bucks. The tungsten broke. It was awful. I lost it, so I don't care. Hey, while you were gone, Jeffrey, I lost my wedding ring, man. I've had it for four years. Oh, well, four years? I lost it, <laughs> lost it in the river. 
Sweet. Mm. That's a yeah. great place for it, man. Uh, so, you know, Amazon.com, here I come. <laughs> I think they I think they make them for about seven, eight bucks these days. But, uh, seven bucks, baby. There you go. There you go. Uh, hey, great show. We appreciate everybody, man. I certainly do appreciate everybody. Certainly appreciate How about you to Jay Head and how about you to Cole Pinkston also? Y'all holding it down. Y'all are awesome. I appreciate y'all. And uh, we'll be back Sunday night. Looking forward to the call-in show. I hope everybody else is Sunday night, 6.30 on the YouTube channel. And I, let me – one more thing. We got 6,000-plus subscribers on yes, our YouTube channel. Yeah. We hit 6K. Huge milestone for us. You guys continue to like and subscribe. Please help those numbers go up. That's what helps us keep this content available and free to you. Um, it's invaluable, and we just appreciate all y'all's support. Whew. We'll see y'all Sunday, man. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so for thanks so much for watching. For J Head, for Cole, for Zach in the back. I'm Jeffrey Lee. Y'all stay at that left lane. See ya. <laughs>